This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The glossing detangler and perfect conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. Hey guys, it's Alana and you're listening to Seeing Other People Unfiltered. Each Thursday on Unfiltered, I'll be bringing on a different anonymous guest to open up about their real life dating experiences. We'll discuss what they went through or are going through, how they navigated it, what they've learned and what advice they have to anyone else going through something similar. Unfiltered is your reminder that no matter what you're going through, you're not alone. If you have a topic that you'd like to discuss on Unfiltered, please email your story to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com to be considered for an episode. Real people, real stories, real life. This is Seeing Other People Unfiltered. On today's episode of Unfiltered, I sit down with a 27-year-old woman from New York City who recently decided to explore her sexuality and come out as bisexual. She shares what her experience was like, what led to this exploration, what her first dating app and dating experiences with a woman were like, and what some common misconceptions about bisexuality are and what being bisexual actually means. She also shares what it's like to date both men and women, some of the ups and downs of dating each gender, and what she would advise to anyone else who's questioning their sexuality and might want to come out. As always, Seeing Other People and Seeing Other People Unfiltered are sponsored by Mindset Wellness CBD. If you haven't tried Mindset Wellness CBD's products, you are missing out on a happy day, a calm day, feeling happy, feeling focused, feeling restful, and more mindsets that you can actually choose with Mindset Wellness CBD. So head to MindsetWellnessCBD.com. And if you want, which you should want 10% off, use code Seeing Other People at checkout for free shipping and 10% off. All right, let's get into it. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. I am thrilled to have you. Would you mind introducing yourself and what you're here to talk about in your own words? Yes. um, I am a 27-year-old bisexual woman, currently single and living in New York City, Um, single and out there mingling, ready to find my person whoever that is, whatever that means. I mean, I'm here today to just talk about sexuality. For me, I identify as bisexual and what that means. Um, Yeah. Perfect. Well, again, thank you so much for being here. I'm really excited. We haven't really delved into um, kind of sex, like exploring sexuality on the podcast. And I am really excited to finally be doing that. And of course, be having you take us into that world. So why don't we start with, if you could just explain what it actually means to identify as bisexual? 
Yes. Awesome. Um, so to identify as bisexual means to be attracted to more than one gender. So, you know, common misconceptions are that if you identify as bisexual, it means you're just attracted to men and women. Um, so, you know, some people can see that as, oh, are you transphobic? Are you not open to, you know, gender fluid and all of everything that encompasses that? And, um, it's it's not that. It just means that you're attracted to more than one gender. So it's not just men. It's not just women. Um, it's all of the above. So for for me, I I um, really the term bisexual is what fit best for me and what I identified most with. So that's what I go with. I'm really really glad you explained that because I'll be the first to admit that I didn't know that. And I feel really dumb for not knowing that, especially when like I've worked in the dating world and I have done research on like dating and exploring your sexuality and all of that when, especially when I was at Hinge and I am embarrassed to say that I didn't know that, but I think it's because we hear bi and we think of like bi-weekly or bi-weekly meetings, which is every other, which is like a form of two. So you think like, oh, like, two genders, men and women. But I'm really, really glad you pointed out that that's a common misconception. And hopefully already a lot of listeners have learned something today. Totally, totally. Um, and, you know, I love that you're open and honest about that because at that, especially with this, th- these types of conversations, you want to be open and honest and ask any questions. Um, so, you know, while we're on the topic, you know, a lot of people when, I, you know, mentioned that I'm bisexual, the like their their go to first question is always, oh, so does that mean you want to have a threesome? And that really, yes, yes, what? I, I would uh, not think that. Yes. Yeah. And within the LGBT community, and especially for, you know, people who identify as bi, that that can really be like an offensive question to ask, because that's not what that's not what it means. And and if you've ever, if anyone listening has ever asked that question, do not worry. It is totally okay. We are all here learning, but just something to be aware of. But yeah, that really, really does come up often. Wow. Yeah. I like did not expect, I feel like there are a lot of things that I would like guess that people would say in, in response to it, but that's not one of them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But okay, learning new things again already. We're like three minutes in, loving it. Okay, so for you, what was your, I guess, dating and sexual life like prior to exploring your sexuality? And and when did you actually begin to think to yourself, you know what, like maybe I'm not just interested in men? Totally, totally. So I would say before, you know, growing up, um, definitely only had sexual experiences and dating with men. Um, it was ex- exclusively men. I had never kissed a girl, never anything like that. Um, and I, it's funny. I'd always, you know, people, when you're younger, you talk about, Oh, like, are you gay? Are you this or whatever? And my line was always, Oh, I know I'm not gay because I'm attracted to men. And Mm -hmm. which now looking back is so funny because it's like, okay, you're attracted to men, but you're also attracted to women. And, but there wasn't really that exposure for me growing up that that could really be an option. Like there was one person who I, I look back on when I was younger 
And even when people talked about it, people sort of talked about it in like a, oh, he's like faking and making it up sort of way. So it was like not, it wasn't really there as an opportunity for me to really explore it, especially because I so, so knew and that I had an attraction to men. Um, so that was like generally, I'd say growing up my experience. Um, and when I started to question it, I'm not totally really, really sure. When I, when I look back, I was doing a lot of, you know, I, I mentioned earlier the question about threesomes and how it's offensive and whatever. But for me, I was, I was doing a lot of research on in relationships, threesomes and how do you navigate it and polyamory and all of these things, um, and looking back now, I, I think I view I viewed it as like a socially acceptable way for me to be like, oh, I'm I'm a straight woman, but I want to introduce women in these sort of settings. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was I think for me, that was like the first inklings. Um, yeah. And then you're going to laugh at this. Um, when I really the first time that I was really like, OK, yes, I I. I think this is something that I want to explore was when I was like, I want Sophie Turner to be my girlfriend. Shut the <laughs> like, oh, you know, God. like it was like, I, I realized like I have an, a, a real attraction to a woman. Yeah. And so wow. then, yeah, hilarious. Um, and so then I just was like, okay, let's, let's, let's explore this. Let's see. And it was something that I was just sort of aware of for me internally, like, oh, it's like a celebrity thing. Oh, it's whatever. And then I sort of began to be like, okay, let's explore this more internally and what that could mean for me. Yeah, that's really interesting to hear. And yes, I did laugh at that. I still (laughs) am. Um, And I'm shocked. Okay, so backstory, Anonymous and I do know each other outside of this recording. And I'm I'm shocked that I didn't actually like know know that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's (laughs) wild. So when you say that you were researching things like polyamory and, and threesomes and different type of sexual experiences, like what by researching what were you doing were you actually googling were you talking to people what what did that consist of awesome awesome question definitely wasn't talking to people um except my therapist i was definitely exploring these topics with him um i was i would say that when i was looking starting to do that research i was in a relationship with a man um it wasn't like the healthiest of relationships but i was so i was just like exploring things um and definitely Definitely lots of Googling, lots of different websites, but I was also watching um, YouTube videos and and interviews and there's like a red table talk um, that talk explores polyamory and I, and I watched that. So really just anywhere that I could, you know, do the research without asking people because one, I wouldn't know where to look, who to ask. And I also didn't I, I was afraid to like, you know, bring these things up with my friends and I would mention it here or mention it there and they would like laugh or roll their eyes. Um and 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 totally in a in a friendly, playful, non-judgmental way, but mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, I'm so thankful for the internet because if not I I don't know what I would have done. Yeah, I think we have a lot of things to thank the internet for these <laughs> days. <laughs> um including our friendship in a way. That, so, yeah. yeah, so Okay. So what was it like when you first brought it up, I guess, to your therapist? And then from there, 
how did you decide like, okay, maybe this is something I really do want to explore and and experiment with? Totally. Um, So I have a really, really great relationship with my therapist, which, you know, everybody should. And a side note, if you're in therapy and you don't feel you have a great relationship with your therapist, I promise there's one out there and you can, you'll be able to find it. It it makes a world of a difference. Um, and he was, he was very open to it and it was just more, you know, him exploring the feelings there and what, like, why do I want to explore these things? Um, And we didn't talk about it that much. It was just like a, you know, a few sessions. And when did I make the jump? Honestly, I was just like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to, you know, go on a date with a girl. I'm going to see what it's like. And we're going to go from there. And if I'm in, and you know, if I go and I'm like, this is absolutely not for me, then great question answered. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just really, really jumped right in. I'd say it's the one time in my life, like, like being like, oh, I'm going to go on that date is the probably the only time in my life I didn't overthink something. That's awesome. Because I'm sure if you started to think about it, if you started to be like, do I like want this? Like what, like all of the what ifs and everything, I'm sure there would have been a lot of fears that came up with it. And I'm sure that's yeah. something that a lot of people struggle with where they want to explore, but they're afraid. And Obviously, I think as each year that goes on, our like society and culture is becoming way more accepting and way more like arms wide open, like be who you are, love who you want, which is amazing to see. But that doesn't mean it's easy. Totally, totally doesn't mean it's easy. It also doesn't negate, you know, the signs and the, you know, external forces that like you you had internally growing up it doesn't it doesn't change your experiences and Mm -hmm. and who you know it's it's different for someone who was born into this world but if you you know we grew up in a world that's totally different than where we are now and and I grew up in a in a small town where you know if someone was gay it was it was the talk of the town so you know it it wasn't really there um Mm -hmm. and you know, I'm, one of the things I think I'm happy why I didn't overthink it too much, and you know, I'm sure we'll get into this later. Is I think if I had overthought it, I would have had more like I would have felt more like I was a fraud. Like, who am I to go on a date with a woman? Like, I'm sh- I'm not gay, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that that really would have stopped me if I um, had really thought about it. And I, and I'm so happy that it, that it didn't. Yeah, that's really great. And and again, like. Props to you for just going for it. Thank you. So talk us through the date. How did you find the person to go on a date with? What was the date like? Yeah. Uh, what What were you feeling on the date? What were you feeling after the date? Because totally. I can imagine that was just like a whirlwind of an experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I matched with her on Hinge. Um, and then we had, you know, wait, so did you, did you just change your preferences to like give you women to filter through and then, okay, cool. Yeah. And then what were you looking for? Like, how did you know, like this girl would be the one, you know, I did, I didn't really know what I was looking for. I had matched with a few other women and the conversation just really flowed. And, you know, we have some like 
so we had very similar values and I, you know, related to them. Um, and then we, you know, when you're, if you're talking, you're dating, sometimes you follow people on Instagram before, sometimes you look at whatever. And I had a lot of mutual friends with this person. And so I was like, okay, like this feels like a safe space to start because clearly this, if, if people that I know, know this person, like, it's not like the, the odds of it being a disaster are slim, you know? Yeah. Um, and leading up to it, I was, I was so nervous. You know, I like, what do I wear? Is, 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 is a skirt? Okay. Is it not okay? Like, you know, just like freaking out. Um, and, but one of the things that was, was different than when I'd say when I would go on date with, with guys is like, we were texting the whole time getting ready, you know, like, are you bringing a coat? Are you, you know, are you wearing heels? Are you wearing flats? Uh-huh. So like that sort of really, really helped calm the nerves because it was like, yeah. okay, we're in this together. Like we're excited. Um, and I picked a restaurant that I, I get restaurant anxiety, also bad date anxiety. So I picked a restaurant that I know I like, I know I can eat the food. I know I like the drinks. Um, mm-hmm. so that just sort of eased it also because I, I wanted to, you know, minimize any external stresses that I normally have. Definitely. And I think that's just good advice, advice in general for anyone on a first date, whether it's a first date with somebody you've never dated before, or like a type of person you've never dated before, or just a first date in general, like go somewhere where you know, you're comfortable. Totally. And and it really, you know, makes made made a world of a difference. Um, And on the date, you know, I kept just, it felt natural. It felt like, you know, we, it was, it was very flowing and, but you know, I was very, very like aware, like, oh my gosh, like I'm on a date with a girl also like very aware the waitress probably thinks we're friends, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and like, is it okay to touch her hand? Is it okay to do this? Like, you know, I was much more in my head and aware that I was on a date than in such a different way than I am when I'm anxious and aware when I'm on a date with men. Got it. And has, is that something that's continued as you've continued to date women? You guys know that I struggle with confidence. I'm always my biggest critic. And when I notice something about myself that I don't like, I can't stop fixating on it. I'm working on all of this, but it can be hard. A year ago, I noticed that my hair was thinning and I was finding more and more strands of hair on the floor every time I would walk around my apartment. When I would look down in the shower, I would freak out at what I saw in the drain. That's when I opened up to my best friend who happens to be a doctor. And she said two things that changed my life. The first was that she knows so many women our age going through the same thing. The second is that she told me to try Nutrafol. And so I did. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. A year later and a month before my wedding, and I cannot believe the number of people who have been complimenting how long, strong, and healthy my hair looks. I never imagined that this would happen. And naturally, as a result, my confidence has transformed. I'm no longer self-conscious when it comes to my hair. And honestly, that is a huge, huge, huge personal win for me. And you guys know I'm hilariously bad at sticking with habits and taking something every day or doing something every day. But with Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online with no prescription required. Free shipping and automated deliveries ensure that you'll never miss a day. You'll see results in three to six months. And trust me, it is worth the wait. You can start so easily by taking their hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering the Seeing Other People family $10 
$10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code seeing other people. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code seeing other people. That's Nutrafol.com promo code seeing other people. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. When I first started seeing other people, some of my closest friends and family could not believe it. Not because they didn't think I was capable of being a podcast host, but because I usually can't get through a sentence without sniffling. And during allergy season, forget about it. My seasonal allergies are debilitating and my sinus congestion and pressure has always left me feeling so sick. But luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combination of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Claritin D has truly transformed my life. Not only can I breathe better and sleep better since taking Claritin D, but I also can get through the day so much smoother. I used to have to cancel plans because of how bad my allergies were. I'd go through a tissue box a week, sometimes more, and my eyes were always watery. But Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes, and it tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. It's truly the greatest thing I've ever come across and I am so grateful that I found it and started using it. Are you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Raise your hand if you have dating anxiety. All right, all right, I know that everyone has their hands up. And I get it. I had debilitating anxiety when I was single. And even when I first started dating Jake, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I know that is not a good way to feel and that is not a fun way to date. And I get it. It can be hard to find an anxiety relief tactic that works for you. That's why I'm so excited to introduce you to a new one that has helped me dramatically with my wedding and work stress and anxiety over the last few months. And trust me, there's been a lot of it. Sunset Lake CBD is an amazing company that not only has helped me feel so much better, but they also have a really cool history and mission. Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. As farmers, they believe in providing only top-shelf CBD and hemp products at fair prices. So they cut out the middlemen and they ship their CBD straight from their farm to your door, which means that their CBD is affordable and trusted because CBD and anxiety relief can help everyone and they want it to be accessible to anyone. Trust me when I say that when I'm stressed or anxious, my sleep is the first thing to go. But despite everything I have going on right now, I've been taking a sleep gummy before bed and my sleep scores on my aura ring have been through the roof. Plus, I'm finding myself relaxing more at night and being able to turn off my work brain and my anxiety with the help of their CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews. Whether you want to sleep better, relax better, focus better, recover better, or anything in between, Sunset Lake CBD has something for everyone. So check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use code SOP for 20% off your order. That's code SOP for 20% off farmer-owned, Vermont-grown Sunset Lake CBD. Um, no, it, it, it feels more natural now, you know? Okay. Um, yeah. And, but, but sometimes, you know, sometimes I still do laugh. Like I wonder, especially, you know, I am, I am like a, you know, very femme presenting and 
I tend to also be attracted to femmes. So like, I just sometimes laugh like, haha, we're the, this waitress probably has no idea we're on a date, you know? Right. right. Um, yeah. 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 Okay, cool. So what, after that date, were you like, okay, yes, this is like, I am definitely into women or like this woman or like, did you like hook up? Did you kiss? Like how did totally. it end? And what were your afterthoughts and feelings? Great question. Um, so it ended with a kiss and I, you know, the kiss felt so different than uh, a kiss with a man. Um, and, you know, and my friends were like, Oh, what was it like? Like, describe it for me. And I was just like, it was, it was soft. It was tender, you know? And they're like, give me more details. And I'm like, what, 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 what details would you give me if from a right, kiss, right. you know, <laughs> like, you know, but it, it, it felt, it felt good and it didn't, and it, didn't feel like I don't want to be doing this. So I was like, okay, like, let's keep exploring this. Um, I don't know if I was like, oh my God, like she's the one. Um, But then, but like on that date, we made plans for a second date. um, And that was, I, I met all of her friends. Like we went out to a bar and, you know, and she was aware that this is my was my first experience with women um and like we were at the bar and like you know kissing each other we're at a straight bar and I was like very very just aware of like you know what are the men thinking what are this and you know what is is everybody looking at us um Mm -hmm. and those are still some some things that like thoughts that I have but things that I'm I'm working through and you know um definitely they're they're their way less but you know it, it it happens and it's something that I'm exploring and it's a part of the journey yeah absolutely and I can imagine that I would have those same thoughts going through my head I think we live in such a world where like, you know, every people are watching and people yeah. are judging and people are coming up with their own stories in their head. So I think for most people as, as confident as they are, as good and as they feel about who they are, I think I can imagine that that's something that people are constantly thinking. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So you mentioned that she did know that this was your first experience with a woman. When did that come up? And is that something like where you, was it really comforting to you that you did communicate that to her and she was aware? Uh, I guess I'm thinking like for anyone listening who might want to do the same thing, like would yes. they, like, would you recommend being open about that? Do you think I that th- helped your experience? I think so. I think you should absolutely be, be open with it and be honest. I think that communication is, is best. And especially with anything, any sexual experience in general, I, I just think that it's, you're being so vulnerable and you're, you're putting yourself out there that really any communication is, 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 you should communicate as much as possible. Um, now for me, for this specific scenario, do I think that, the person was very sensitive to the fact that it was my first sexual experience and that I was saying that I was nervous and didn't know what to do. And I was overwhelmed. Unfortunately, no. Um, but I was happy for me that I, that I shared my truth and and expressed myself. Yeah. And I think that's important in any situation. I mean, I know for me on my first dating app date, obviously a little different, but, but still a first experience. I, I told the guy, I was like, I I feel I felt so like naive, but I was like, 
so like, have you like done this before? Like <laughs> gone on a dating app date? Yeah. And like, he was like two years out of college. And I was like going into my senior year, like set, spending the summer in the city. And so he was like, yeah, obviously, like, have you not? And I was like, first timer, like, cheer. and then I was like, cheers to my first dating app date. And totally. I felt, it was so I felt so embarrassed. And in hindsight, like, I was like, I'm like, Oh, my God, Alana, why? But <laughs> I, I knew I was nervous that, that I needed to say that for me. Totally. And once I said that, it, like, it was more just like, okay, like he knows where I'm at and like, I'm putting it out there. And it just felt good for me to be open like that. Exactly. Exactly. You don't want, you know, you don't want to be focusing on that nerve. And once you say it, sometimes it, it's, it's good to get yeah. it out in the air. So I, I agree. Absolutely. Okay. So let's talk about kind of what unfolded next? Like, were you at this point confident? Like, okay, yes, I am bisexual. Like this is, this is a part of me and this is something I want to continue to explore. And then what happened, I guess, when you actually decided to, if you did come out to the people in your life, like what, what is that experience like? And like, what were your fears surrounding that? And also like, what does coming out mean to you? Okay, awesome. Lot a lot there. So if I yes. skip over any of it, just um, let me know. Uh, remind me. So with my first experience, you know, I I think I went in very naive. Um, you know, I was hoping that you know the the red flags and and the um, difficulties that that I had had with men. I was kind of hoping that, or not, not hoping, I just kind of assumed that they wouldn't be there when I was with a woman and, you know, luck of the draw, they were all there with, you know, this person. Um, and so, you know, it didn't, it really didn't, and, and I look back at the whole experience fondly, but it really didn't end well for me. And I, you know, you know, dating women is, is so different. And I'm, and I'm, you know, well, I'm sure we'll get into that, but it Definitely. moved so quickly. And it, it also wasn't, it wasn't the right person. You know, there were red flags and things that I couldn't really work through. And it, because it moved so quickly, I, after that, I, I knew, okay, I am identifying as bisexual, but I actually really need to put a pause on this. And I need to, like take time to debrief and work through these things. And clearly there are things that I need to adjust my expectations and all of this. So I really did take a long time before I was ready to get back out there on the scene with women. Yeah, I think that's really smart. And I think that's something that anyone should do, whether it's in, in that type of experience or just after an experience that like really doesn't align with what you want and what you value. It's like taking a pause and being like, okay, this is what worked. This is what didn't work. This is what I can do better. This is what I should look for instead of that. And I think that's great that you did that because then it's like the only place you can go from there is up. Totally, totally. Um, and so, you know, I, before the first date, I texted like most of my close friends and was like, Hey, I'm going on a date with a girl just wanted to update you. And people were like, what? Like, okay. Like this is coming out of nowhere. And they weren't expecting it at all. Weren't expecting it at all. Um, and like, I'm, I'm a very sexual person and, but 
people were still like very surprised at this other part, which, which I understand. Like I, you know, I'm very, very, very straight presenting, you know? So, Mm -hmm. and and I know that, and we'll get into that when we talk about dating apps. Um, so I kind of just was like, I'm diving in, I'm telling people, I don't want it to be a big thing. Here we are, blah, 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 blah. And then the people who were closest to me would follow up. And then the people that I felt safest with, I would tell them, you know, stories about how it was going. Mm -hmm. Um, And I am have a very close, you know, relationship with my family. But I, I have a lot of I, I struggle with mental health, I have, you know, a lot of mental health difficulties. And it's something that I was at the time I was exploring. And I, I didn't feel that I sort of wanted to give them, you know, and, and whether this is right or wrong, I'm I'm not I'm not here to judge that. I, you know, didn't sort of want to give them another thing that they had to worry about for me. And so my whole not my whole some people in my family know, not everybody does. Um and and I'm okay with that. And I don't feel like when I'm around them, I'm hiding a part of me. It it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like that at all, but I but I also still consider myself out you know, I'm out on Instagram in, uh, if you know, you know, kind of way my, you know, I have the, you know, bisexual flag in hearts on my profile. So like, if you're within the community, or you're an ally, or you're a safe person, you see my profile, and you know, but if you're someone who's not, you know, you, you, you don't know. And that is a privilege that comes with me identifying as bisexual that, you know, I can still sort of be straight passing in a way. Um, But a way like something that I want to remind the listeners and and anyone who is, you know, thinking about coming out or it, it doesn't it doesn't have to be this this huge thing. Once you post an Instagram, hi, story, hi, I'm gay, that doesn't make you any more queer than the person who is exploring their sexuality, is married to their love of their life, and they happen to be a man, and they realize, okay, I, I have an attraction to women, but I'll never have an experience with a woman. That doesn't make you any less bi, queer, whatever you want to identify it as than the person who is shouting it from the rooftops. Um, yeah. And, you know, and, and it, 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 it is, it can be an unsafe thing. Like, yes, we are in this world where it's, it's a safe, it's safer to be to be gay, but it's, it's still a danger and it's okay. If you're protecting yourself, you don't owe coming out to anyone. I love that. And I think that's a really good point. And yes, as much as we're in like a safer world, not it's, it's not necessarily safe for anyone. And that can depend on where you live. It can depend on what your religion is or what race you are. And so I love that you pointed that out. And I also think it's really true. Like no matter if you're somebody who is coming out and shouting it from the rooftops or you're somebody who realized it internally, it's like, you're, that's, it, it's who you are. And te- like letting people know if you decide to do that is just allowing you to kind of live your truth a little bit more. Exactly. Yes. Yep. One thing that really, really helped me and that was exciting and that I really liked was meeting new people and, you know, people that didn't know the straight me and just introducing myself hi, I'm blank and, and I'm bisexual. And that's, that's a part of me and who I am. And, and that was really freeing for me. I can imagine. And I think that's really cool. Cause then 
you don't have to like, not that anyone ever has to explain, but you don't have to like go through, oh, well, like I was straight and then I realized I wasn't and then I tried it and then I was like, yeah, I'm into these different types of people, all that you can just say like, this is me. Yeah. So, okay. Let's get into the dating app conversation. Cause let's I know you it. wanted to go back to that. And we talked about this before. So as we called out before, like you just kind of turned on the filter where instead of men, it was like multiple genders. And so what was that like? And what was it like, like having both like men and women and, and anyone else kind of appear in your feed but then also like did you change your profile like were you did you think to yourself oh like I want to be like a different version of totally yeah what was that like brave the uncomfortable those are the words engraved on my bracelet that have gotten me through some of the most anxiety inducing moments over the last few years and that's why I could not be more excited to encourage you all to get a presently bracelet of your own with a phrase that resonates with you presently is a line of mindfulness bracelets engraved with words inspired by cognitive behavioral therapy the brand was started by two sisters Lindsay and Emily who have obsessive compulsive disorder aka OCD and anxiety they realized that when stuck in an anxiety spiral it's hard to put into practice the tools that they learned in therapy sessions. They looked and looked for bracelets that could serve as reminders to interrupt that spiral, but they couldn't find anything besides the cheesy good vibes only and no bad days types of messaging. They started presently to bring more authenticity to self-help anxiety management. And as someone who has had a presently bracelet for three years, I mean it when I say it really makes a difference. So whether you need encouragement to make it onto that date that you've been anxious about, a calming mantra to get you through a big day at work, or simply a reminder that you're not alone presently has your back. Their bracelets are so beautiful and elevated and they also make amazing gifts. And I know because I have gifted a few over the years and my friends were so excited to get one and have worn them ever since. There are six phrases to choose from. And if you're indecisive, there's a quiz that you can take to help you choose the perfect reminder for your anxiety. Plus, 5% of each bracelet is donated to your choice of four mental health nonprofits. I wholeheartedly love and support Presently, and I know that your Presently bracelet will bring you as much comfort as mine has brought me. So head to presentlybracelets.com. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-T-L-Y bracelets.com for 10% off your order using code seeing other people. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion and I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me, I always choose comfort over how something looks, but with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right, so we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Yeah. So 
so first I changed my preference to both. Um, but, and then, so then I would swipe and then I was like so sad because no women were popping up just because the, you know, there's so many more men out there than queer, lesbian, bi women. So Mm -hmm. when I am interested in now, when I'm interested in matching with women, I set my preferences to just women because otherwise they really don't pop up for me. And I really wasn't seeing them. Like maybe it's like every 20 swipes, there's one woman. And so that's, um, what I did. And and originally I didn't change my profile. It was totally me. Um, and then after, you know, talking with people and, and looking at other profiles, you know, I was very worried that my, my profile that I had curated because your dating profiles are, you know, a curated piece of you, um, was very, catered towards men. And I was worried that women, if they saw me, they'd just be like, Oh, she's just she's straight. She's just like, Oh, it would be fun to go on a date with a uh, to go on a date with a girl. And she's not Mm -hmm. actually bisexual or queer or gay. Um, And so and then I also looking at other women's profiles, I was like, Okay, there's, you know, they're, they're different. So I did change my profile a little bit. Um, and there was a period where I was only swiping for women and that profile is much different than the profile that when I was just swiping for men, something that I wish dating apps had, like, I wish there was, you could have, like, I would pay extra money, you know, to be able to have two profiles, a profile that men see and a profile that women see. And it's so frustrating, um, to have to like, you know, do both. Um, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. And, and it's, and it's sad that I, it, uh, in both ways that I, on both sides of the coin that I have to change it. But once I, you know, made it a little more, you know, my profile a little more queer, the likes started coming in. So I was like, okay, this is something that, that I have to do. What were some of the changes you made? Yeah. So, you know, it's like so funny. Um, so, you know, more a picture of me in Central Park with my friends, more outdoors, more casual, more laid back, less makeup, you know, but still me just like, I'd say, you know, me that like a guy would see on like a fifth date, you know, like like a stripped back version of you. Absolutely. Stripped back version of me. I love that. That's really funny. Yeah. Um, wow. Okay. So as you're getting the more likes in and figuring out what version of you, you wanted to show off, what were the connections like? Like, were you starting to really like connect with somebody either physically or emotionally? And how did you kind of figure out like what your type was? Totally, totally. Um, so I figured out what my type was just sort of like exploring that out in the world. Um, and like, you know, and just like looking at women and and who am I more attracted to? Just like, you know, how do you figure that out with, with a guy? Um, and, but I, um, when I was, when I was swiping, like I, I realized, and this is something that is, you know, similar with, with men also is, is, you know, religion is something that is important to me. And so I, you know, I knew that 
that's like a, a safe space for me to be. And I really connect with people who identify as the same religion as me. And so, you know, that cut, that cut out like a large part of the crowd. But luckily where I live, there's a dense population of uh, people. And mm-hmm. so, um, and what was the connection? Like, you know, at first it was like, I would sort of had to like remind myself a little, like, okay, you're not texting a friend, like be a little flirty, you know? Um, and so, um, and it just, it really, the, the communication is so different and, and women want, you know, women want connection and, and want communication and, and crave it. And, and so it, it really like moves a lot faster and you talk about deeper things so much more quickly, which can really in both ways be a positive and a negative, you know, in, in the negative space, if the person really isn't a match for you, once you, you bare your heart and your soul and, and, you know, whether that's physically or just, you know, emotionally, it's, it's harder to realize that like that might not be the right person for you. Yeah, I I definitely can understand that. And I think it is really interesting that it's like that aspect of communication because I feel like in heterosexual relationships, it's it's always like uh, like a, the girl is like dying to text yeah, yeah. more for, for the most part. Obviously there are exceptions, but so it's, it is interesting how like you know that and they know that. So you just finally do it rather than like playing those games. Totally. But sometimes there's a little more of like, who's going to like, when are we going to be like, can we get a drink? When are we after right, we're like talking? Who, the gender roles are no longer there. Right, there so there are no g- Exactly. So, so sometimes like you talk for a really long time and then it just fizzles out because no one has the guts to ask the person out on a date. And, and sometimes I was like, really a missed opportunity, but like there, there's a still so much room to get in your head. It's just in like such a different way. Um, yeah. So, which is something that, you know, it was really surprising for me and, and fun to explore. Um, but something that I also think is really funny about, you know, you asked about, you know, your types and my, the, like, I'd say like, you know, my, my, type of woman, you know, is, you know, much different. Like, I I don't think I would be attracted to them if they were a man, you know, like if it was the same person, but they were had all the same features, but as a, as a man, I, I wouldn't be attracted to them. So that's something that is really funny to me that like my types are, are different. That is really interesting. And like, kind of cool to know what, like, what do you think those main differences are? If you don't mind me asking? No, I mean, you know, if, if we're talking like looks, you know, because that's like what I'm thinking of. Like I, I generally, am. I'd say like my go-to for men is like, you know, dark, a little nerdy, um, you know, I don't know. And light features, but dark, I, I don't know. And I love, like, I, I love redheaded women like they really? are. I just like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. And I, um, you know, what Fletcher, my queen, when she dyed her hair red, I was like, oh, she's even more my type, you know. Now we got to get Sophie Turner to, to go <laughs> I, red. Oh, I mean, you know. So, yeah, yeah. And she looks great as a blonde, too. <laughs> of course. That's so funny. OK, so one question I have, because when you brought up like texting and, and talk like having these like more deep conversations and stuff and. I I wonder how this ties into like friendships. And once you realize that you were interested in girls, did that actually impact any of your friendships or did you have any like hindsight about girls that you were previously friends with? Yeah, that that's a really good question. Um, you know, 
so I'm going to say something and that, and then I'll answer that. So one thing that if anyone is exploring or questioning or anything, the it's, it's great to tell your straight friends, but the one thing that I would, I would really suggest is, is even just find one queer, gay, anything friend that you can go to, even if it's, even if it's a gay guy and you're a girl, like anything um, like that, that it really, it really helps you to open up and to be able to like talk about the things that like a straight friend wouldn't really know how to answer and wouldn't really do that. So I, you know, and, and it's okay to not go to your core group of friends for everything. And, and just, so just a reminder for that. Um, so for me, that was like one thing that really helped me. Um, but so with my friends, I think that that was one of my fears about coming out was I, you know, I've always been like one of the guys. I've always been, you know, a, a guy's girl and I've always had guy friends. And I was just, you know, really worried about would my female friendships change and are they going to be, you know, not wanting to, you know, they were, they were totally fine changing in front of me before, but now they're uncomfortable or, you know, they don't want to dance with me. And, one right when I had just come out a really 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 good friend of mine you know we were we were joking around like we we you know we're we vibe very very well together we have a lot of fun together and we were dancing and whatever and you know she like backed up on me a little and then she was like oh I can't do that like you're bi you know you're gay and that like really really broke my heart because it was like like I'm like I'm like don't cry um it because it just like it was it was one of those moments where it was like i i'm the same exact me as i was before like i'm not going to turn you straighty i'm not going to try and come on to you and, and you're my friend and i i didn't really want any of that you know those relationships to change and luckily yeah. i think now you know and it and it was and i'll say it's adjustment for my friends too ad- adjustment for the people in my life you know i have a queer friend now um but as you know, it's been a longer time that that really, you know, isn't an issue. And, and, you know, my friends still dance with me, my friends still have fun. And it um, hasn't really, you know, been an issue. Um, But, you know, you said, you know, looking back, so it's, it's so funny, you know, it, it's so obvious to me now that I'm not straight when I look back at, you know, my friendships from the past. And also like, you know, I, growing up like Alison Stoner, like I wanted to be her, needed to be her, wanted to be her friend. And it's like, now I, I can identify like, Oh, I had a crush on her. Like I, Mm -hmm. you know, like that's what that was. And then when she came out, that was really awesome for me because it was like, Oh my gosh, look at that. Like, you know, (laughs) um, and my super short show. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Um, and you know, there, so it's funny, you know, you asked me earlier about my sexual, you know, experiences prior and looking back, there was one friend I had and, you know, I think that definitely, definitely, like, I don't know what she identifies as, but like we, I I definitely had feelings for her and I, I, you know, I don't want to speak for her. Um, and you know, when she had, I didn't understand why at the time when she had a boyfriend, was I jealous and, you know, all of those things. So looking back and like, there's someone from, who I still remember from like camp who I, and I'm like, Oh, I had a crush on her. Like that wasn't, I just didn't want to be her friend. Like it, it it wasn't that. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, with the friend in, in middle, it was a middle school friend and I, 
actually had my first sexual experience, I would say experiences with her, but I really repressed them and blocked them out and didn't really give them any weight until I started exploring it more. So like hindsight now, it's like, oh my gosh, it was so obvious. But again, I'm not gay because I like men, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and I'm sure a lot of people listening might be like, oh shit, like same. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and, and I'm sure also a lot of people listening will be like, oh, a lot of girls experiment with girls and, and for sure, you know, but I'm just saying that for me, the experience wasn't, you know, wasn't like, oh, let's just make out with each other. So we know that we know that we're good when we make out with a guy. Like it, it, mm-hmm. it wasn't that it was, you know, it was more than that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. And yeah. I mean, all of this, thank you for sharing. It's been, I, I feel like I really have learned a lot and I, I'm really excited for people to hear this episode, but we're not done. Um, what do you think you've kind of learned about yourself since exploring your sexuality and, and coming to terms with the fact that you're bisexual? Totally. Um, you know, I think I've learned a lot to not let the world stop me from being me you know, and that, and that sounds so cliche and I'm saying it and I'm, no, roll, I'm smiling. You know, so big. <laughs> right, I love that. I'm rolling my eyes, like, you know, <laughs> listening to myself say it, but it, but it's really true. And, and there, it really helped me in a lot of other aspects of my life. You know, I have, you know, ADHD and I have anxiety and I have this and I have that and, and I'm quirky. And these are all things, you know, that I've always struggled with because of the world telling me that the way that I am is wrong. And by just grasping my sexuality, like by the horns and embracing it really allowed me to embrace like all these other sides of me. Um, And, but, you know, that being said, I, I still am, you know, deconstructing a lot of the, you know, the things that I was taught growing up and, you know, it's like people ask me, um, you know, Oh, do you know, do you want to be with a man? Do you want to be with a woman end up with? And, you know, Mm. I right now today, the way that I answer that is, is I think when I envision my, my life that I, that I'm going to end up with a man, but I'm also not a hundred percent positive that when I'm saying that I'm, saying that because that's actually what I want, or I'm saying that because I still have all these walls and barriers that I need to internally break down to like fully accept, like, you know, being, having a wife and all of those things. So, you know, and and it's a forever process. Absolutely. And I'm sure that's something that a lot of people struggle with because we grow up being taught that a family is a man and a woman having, having children together. And that that's what it is. And we learn that in religion. We learn that in schools. We, we've learned it from, from seeing it in movies on TV and reading about it in books. And of course, like we keep going back to like things have gotten better and more inclusive. And we are seeing more same sex couples in the media and in entertainment, but we're still, we were taught that everything was a certain way and that this would be our future. So it's like, it's like thinking your whole life that I, I guess it's almost like if you thought that your parents were your parents and then when you're 18, they tell you you were adopted. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's, it's like everything that you thought you knew is different and you have to kind of relearn and, and re 
gain like acceptance for what your future could be. Totally. Exactly. Very, very beautifully and well said. Thank you. (laughs) I try. Um, One thing I definitely don't want to skip over is a question about like when you go on dates with guys, do you tell them that you also go on dates not with guys and what have their reactions been to that? Great, great question. Um, You know, I think it depends on how the date is going. I think it depends on the vibe of the person. Um, But actually the first person the the first new person in my life that I met that I introduced myself to that, that I'm by was actually um a guy that I was dating and mm-hmm. he's he you know is has someone that has turned into into a friend in my life um and so I I do try to tell them you know if it's if it's a first date or I maybe not you know but it's also it's a part of me that I I really don't want to hide um and if we're getting if we're on a first date and it's there's real potential there and we're talking to the nitty gritty. Yeah. I'm going to tell them. And, you know, maybe I say it flirty, you know, whatever. Um, and generally the reception is, is good, is, is good. Is, um, and, but again, the question comes up, Oh, like they're saying, Oh, Oh, that, Oh, that means like, well, I'm going to get to do more fun things with her, you know? And, and that's something that I, that I have to navigate. So sometimes I have to like put my foot down and, and pedal back a little, um, yeah. but I definitely do try, try to tell them, but there are absolutely people I go on dates with that. I'm like, you are not going to know this about me. Absolutely not. Like this date is not going well. You don't, I don't need to be vulnerable with you. Um, but the same, same thing, honestly, for women, you know, unfortunately, you know, things have gotten a lot better, but unfortunately there is some biphobia within the queer community. It's, it's much less than there used to be just cause it's not, you know, people don't really understand it. And, um, so I sometimes, you know, might not tell a, a girl that I'm on a date with, if, if I don't think the date is going well, that I'm not actually lesbian and that I'm also attracted to men because sometimes it's, it's also not received well. So, you know, it's, the conversations are much different, but it's mm-hmm. sort of like, tr- I'd say with all of this, just trust your gut and you know yourself best and what, and you know, if, if Dean, if it feels like danger, don't do it. Just, you know, yeah. be as safe as possible. Yeah. I think that's really great advice. And and we've talked on this podcast about communicating different things, whether it's something medical, like a mental or physical illness or um, disability or loss of a loved one or something with religion yep. um, or a sexual experience. And, and I think the thing that it comes back to is like feeling comfortable and feeling like, this is somebody I feel safe to tell this to. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. When it, when it comes to dating women, I guess one of my biggest questions is like, if you're dating or like going on dates with a woman, do you have that kind of inkling of like jealousy? If they say they're hanging out with like a friend, that's a girl, or if you don't, you know that like they're by like, and they're either hanging out with a girlfriend or a guy friend or a guy that's by hanging out with another guy, like totally. how I feel like there's like we're such humans like are instinctively jealous, and that just adds another layer to like being jealous. Totally, because you don't know. I mean, absolutely. I think that you know one thing you know for for women is you know you you tend to 
when you break up, you're either best friends or your enemies. And so if it's like an ex-girlfriend, that's when I tend to like be a little more weary, you know, or, or an ex-boyfriend, but, but because I think it's it's really, you know, some for some reason, really not that big of an issue for me. But I think it's because if it was, it'd be so hypocritical of me because I love my female friendships and I mm-hmm. love my male friendships. And, you know, I my like one of my best friends like in, in the world, like we snuggle, we cuddle, we do all these things, but it's very, very platonic. And, and I mm-hmm. think that there's a beauty in that. And I think that when the world shuts off, you know, the platonic affection that that can really and you only leave that for within a relationship, it can leave the space for their for the relationship to not be as safe so I it's it really isn't an issue for me but it is an issue for a lot of other people but you know for some reason that's it's you know it's just not yeah unless it's an ex unless it's an ex (laughs) (laughs) of course and I'm glad that you're able to navigate it and yeah we all we all have our own things that that get to us yeah um okay so before we go I well the last questions I have is really about what from everything that you've learned about yourself and about human connection and your experience, what do you wish other people knew about what this journey is like, what it's like to explore your sexuality and, and rediscover who you are, whether it's somebody who's going through it or considering going through it or somebody on the outside who is straight and not questioning it, but wants to understand it further as an ally. Totally, totally. So, you know, if, if you're someone who's questioning, you know, I, I want to, you know, remind you it's, it's okay. It's okay to question and, and it's okay to question and to find out that you're straight. And that doesn't, that's not a bad thing. You know, you, you want it to, you want to explore it. And something that, you know, for, for allies that I, I wish they knew is, you know, if I don't want to invite you into this space yet, or I don't want to tell you this or, or anything like, please don't take offense to that. And don't, don't think that that means that I love you any less, or I don't think that you're a safe person. It's just, um, you know, I'm trying to figure out me. Um, and I just, you know, it's, I wish that the world and maybe they do, but I, it, it takes a lot of bravery to come out and to, and to do this and to explore it. And as the world becomes more accepting of it, I worry that, that is going to be diminished and that it's just like, Oh, okay. Like, you know, whatever. And it, and that can be for some people, but I just, you know, hope that people remember that like, it, it is an internal struggle. It is something that it, you know, you really are dealing with and just to, you know, be there for the person, however they tell you, and, and it might not be what you think they need you to be there for, but trust trust the person that when they need you, they'll come to you. That's, that's probably my biggest thing. I love that. That was beautiful. And I definitely want to end on that because it was really, really well said. Thank you again so much for being here and for opening up and being willing to talk about your experience and to everyone listening. Thank you so much for tuning into unfiltered and to seeing other people as always. And I like this episode and this recording just, again, makes me so proud of this community and that everyone is so willing to really just like be open and and learn about each other's experiences and 
become better. So thank you. Well, you know, thank you for having me. It's an honor to be a part of the seeing other people family. Um, and you know, the last thing I want to say is, is this is an anonymous series, but if, if any of the listeners, you know, I said, it's important to, you know, if you're questioning to, to find someone, if you don't feel that you have anyone, you know, I am friends with Alana. She knows who I am. And, and if you're questioning and you need someone to talk to, you go through her and she can put us in touch. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I'm sure you will be doing the story takeover. So if you're listening to this show, to this episode, the day it comes out, um, head to the seeing other people, Instagram, that's Instagram.com at slash seeing other people and, um, stay tuned for the anonymous takeover tomorrow where you can ask your questions. Uh, you can vote on all the polls about this topic. And if you are listening to this after it comes out, then still head to the seeing other people Instagram because it will be saved in a story highlight. All right. We'll see you next time. Mads, I'm obsessed with our brand pillars. You mean vagina sweat, good branding and being Jewish blooded queens scout? Uh, sure, but not quite. I love that OKSIS podcast and our sisterhood is made up of women who are down for main character energy only, who take care of their mental health, and who are standing in their personal power as entrepreneurs. Oh, yeah. That too, Scout. That too. We should probably introduce ourselves. Hello, everyone. I am Mads. And I am Scout. And we are sisters IRL. Join us on OKSIS Podcast every Monday for some sisterly banter, nourishing mental health, a whole lot of silliness, and inspiring interviews from the raddest female guests in the game. We promise it'll be a good time. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood!